has anyone told you make me laugh suddenly like make me laugh make say, tell me a joke like, how, how can you do you want me to make you laugh <laughs> i'm not a fucking clown <laughs> oh god but uh brad yeah. can you make me laugh no i can't <laughs> <laughs> do you don't have a joke in your pocket always there for you no i don't i actually don't that's really bad i have a joke but it's well it's so long i, I don't think we have time oh well yeah if it's long enough no. i i your 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 awkwardness is enough thank of you. a joke thank, thank you. you for that uh welcome to podcast stories the podcast where i invite people that i don't know that well and i put them in uncomfortable situations welcome <laughs> Welcome guys to the 21th episode of Pocket Stories. In this episode, I have my good friend Brad that I literally just met, but he's a cool guy. You will see he has a fucking amazing accent. He's 22 and he lives in motherfucking Dubai. <laughs> Welcome, Brad. Hello, hello. Uh, I prefer the first intro where you introduced me as a YouTuber and I was like, am I a YouTuber? This is brilliant. I've made it. <laughs> Well, technically you are like what? what, what? Well, if, yeah, you totally because if you define you, the fact that you're a YouTuber by the fact that you're famous, that will famous. I don't know because you and I we don't make too many views naturally, mm -hmm. but uh, we still make videos as much as we can, and they're pretty cool. I've I've seen your videos and I I do get entertained by your blogs. So you're a YouTuber. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Well, thanks. This is, that's quite an interesting question, actually. Like, at what point are you a YouTuber? Do you know what I mean? Is it when, like, you have people actually watching or when you have, like, a thousand subscribers, 10,000, 100,000? Mm. Like, there's, like, no, there's no benchmark for it. Well, you would think maybe a bit when you start living from that, when you start generating money from that and you can live from the fact that you're a YouTuber. But that doesn't make any mm. sense because if you're generating the same amount of content... Even if you're not generating money, you're still a YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, true. If you still, even if you've got a smaller audience or a bigger audience, like yeah, as long as you, yeah, as long as you like it. Yeah, welcome to the club. You're a YouTuber, and welcome to Pocket yeah, Stories. Definitely. Can you make a really intense British accent, like to to make a long phrase of pure Britishness? Oh God. Uh... Oh, I'm not on the spot. Oh, you keep putting me on the spot. This whole podcast, like, whoa, whoa. Um, no, no, you can't. <laughs> no way. You, I, I, you, it will, it will, it will just come naturally soon. Don't worry. So here's my question, Brad. You've can, mm -hmm. can you tell us a bit about your story? How you got to come from London, from the UK land, and go at 19 years old and move to. Uh, to Dubai and be able to live there for three whole years. How, how did you do that? How, how was that adventure? How is living in Dubai, the craziest city in the world? Uh, right. I, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. So basically, I so when I was 16, I got into like um, filming and taking pictures and this sort of thing. And then I decided to volunteer at like a small local festival. Um, it was, it wasn't small. It was quite big. There was like 10,000 people that attended. So there was a big main stage and I was volunteering, doing like boring work, like, um, like everything that was on site, whether that's like drinks, cleaning, all, all the, all the stuff that no one wants to do. And then 
because I bought my camera along, I tried to get involved with like the big main stage that was happening there. So eventually I spoke to the people there, I got on stage, shot some stuff for them. Everyone was really happy um, and they really liked me. So I started working a bit more with them over the week. And then eventually I worked on stage and I learned some of the technical side of stuff, at which point uh, the guy who was running the technical side of stuff uh, really liked me. We got on really well. We're still friends to today. And uh, he actually sent me up in a plane to take pictures of the festival site, which was like mind blowing for me because I was I was 16. This was like just outside of London. He put you uh, at 16. He sent you on an airplane. I think at 16, I've, had, yeah. I, I've never flown alone. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, but this it was crazy because the person, one of the event organizers was his friend who had a pilot's license, just like a really small three person little wing aircraft. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, uh, we need someone to go and take pictures like in this plane. I was like, yes, me, me, here, here, over here. <laughs> so, then, uh, so then me, 16, go with this guy. We get in a tiny little airplane. I take pictures of this festival site. The pictures were shit. Like, yeah. like honestly, afterwards I was like, oh, was it in the I night or in the day? It was in the daytime. They just wanted sort of like an overlook of the festival. But I think I was so on edge and like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like we got some good pictures and the picture that we did get like was in all like the local newspapers and it, it circulated and advertises the mm -hmm. festival and stuff. But yeah, it, that, so that sort of was like a wow moment. Like this is insane. So left that festival, kept doing my thing, school, work, everything. And then out of the blue, two years later, I get a message from this guy who I hadn't spoken to since the event. Um, and he was like, how are things? What are you up to nowadays? I'm 18 at the time, and he just says, "Do you want to come to Dubai for six months?" I was like, "16? Um, no, you were 18 there, right?" I was at 18 at this point, Fuck. and I was like, "Yes, like <laughs> of course." <laughs> like, so this, what, this crazy... what did he want to do? Like, what, what what did he ask you to do in Dubai? So at first, I didn't really know what was going on, um, and it, just him saying, "Do you want to come to Dubai?" I was like, "Yes," no matter what the job was. So the job originally was like a um, sort of uh, a, a stage tech, a video tech. So I was like, um, I, I, I was working specifically on this one main stage that I'm still working with now. Uh, I was running all the, the running some of the tech side of stuff, sort of the screens, the video, the live cameras. Uh, for concerts, so that sort of thing, and the daily shows we have every night. Um, so yeah, I've been running that for, for. So I did. So the way it works where I work is it's seasonal. So we're open six months a year. So we're open in the winter where it's like cold enough to be outside because we're an outside venue, and then in the summer we close and we renovate everything. Mm -hmm. So I did my first six months. He brought me over, had an amazing time, and then I was like, oh, am I going to be invited back? And then, uh, so it got to like the startup time for the next season. And uh, this guy that I had originally met ended up leaving the company and they needed someone else. Mm -hmm. um, so they brought someone else on. I was working alongside them. Fast forward a couple months, that person got let go. I stepped up and then I'm still here now after oh. three years of being like full time here. So, wow. yeah, so you took the, the, the job of your boss, <laughs> technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally like stepped in the like he's he's onto bigger and better things now. But I um yeah, I sort of jumped in 
where he left off and i'm i'm still stuck here that's fucking amazing still like imagine like how how did he actually feel imagine play, play, place yourself in the foot of yourself when you were 18 and suddenly you get the call of going moving to dubai for six months getting paid to move to dubai for six months how, how did you feel and how did you react with your family and friends because it, 18 it let's let's yeah. let me, because it's, it's crazy to me 18 I'm, I'm i'm living this at 21 and just thinking about 18 i couldn't even fathom that i was just partying and finishing exams at 18 yeah literally literally madness especially like when i first said it to my family and stuff they were like is this a scam like what's going on like who like some i'm a nobody i'm just like some 18 year old kid who's just come out of school and it's like an in, invite to dubai to get paid working six months this is all too good to be true but yeah i'm so glad i did it because i'm still here <laughs> and you did it alone right you you went alone yeah yeah literally so like um they, they the company that i work for they fly a lot of people from all around the world like we work with a lot of performers and choreographers and different um like musicians and dancers and all those things and they come from all over the world but a big proportion of them come from england and like london and everyone uh, so on on my first flight out here everyone knew each other because they'd been rehearsing all these dances in england for two weeks and there was like about 45 performers on this flight with me all coming to work same place as me i'd never met any of them or anything and i'm, I'm sitting on the plane i'm like I, all these people are coming to where i'm going but none of them know me i'm like what do i do who do, who do i talk to so i sort of i was like are you guys like going to work where i'm working and they're like yeah i was like they're like who are you <laughs> uh, it's just me hi so yeah that was that was funny yeah. Oh my God! What a life! What a life! That's amazing. Mm. Uh, and let's let's talk about it a bit about why, because uh, as you you probably don't know, guys, but I might. It's not certain a hundred percent, but I might move to Dubai in two months, and uh, I have a to do to, to film to make feel films like I do here in Belgium, but I I would be doing them in Dubai and. I've been searching, that's how I, I met Brad. Uh, I was searching a lot about moving to Dubai and, and the information about how, how, how he's living in Dubai. And Brad made a video about how, it's, how it is to move to Dubai. And his video was the most useful one. I sent him a message and he was kind enough to answer my questions. Uh, so that's how I met him. But still, this is my situation. And I'm, I'm, I'm going literally mad because Dubai itself like untouchable is the untouchable city it's like moving to las vegas but better and it's the dream is for me it's kind of the dream at least for a couple of years and you're there you 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 you've been through the things that i might go through so can you tell me how is it living in dubai um especially like after what you just said that sort of like reignites my feelings from when i first got here because like especially after it's a very transient place so people come and go all the time they people stay for a couple of years enjoy it and then get out and i feel like for me like sometimes i'm coming to the end where it's like okay what's my next step i need to move somewhere else but then i meet someone and my friends come over or new people come and you show them around and you revisit things that you look at as every day i'm sure you can do this in any city but i sort of go to the world's tallest building which I go to like every week because I go to the Dubai, like Dubai Mall all the time. 
And then you stand next to this building and until you stop for a second and go, wow, shit, that is the world's tallest building. It's just like the norm for you now, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm feeling. Like everything's kind of normal for me now. So it, the, the excitement isn't there, but it comes back and then you're like, wow, shit, this is actually mental. Like you say, like best city in the world, seven star hotels, luxury, like tallest building, deserts. It, it's, it's really cool. But yeah, really nice. And what, what, because now that's your normal. Dubai became your new normal. And the thing yeah. is, you, there's a next step. You To Dubai, you don't go to live forever. You go for a couple of years where you have jobs and then you live to another city in another country, right? But you've been, Dubai became your new normal. Now, there's a next step. What would you be, because you come from Dubai, you come from the city with the tallest <laughs> building, with the highest fountains, with the craziest, I don't know, richest people. So you come from that thing that is so extreme. Uh, what would be the next country that would, you would like to be and doing what? Because you have a job as a kind of an engineer of lights and cameras in that concert thing, but what, what could you do after? So I really think for me, the next step, because like, at the moment, my job, I'm the technical manager of um, this park that I work at. So I work like, I do like a stunt show, a main stage, some other stages around the place, and we have concerts and all all this exciting stuff, light, sound, video. But for me, staying in that world, I really want to tour. I want to tour with a band. Um, so like, I've, I'm really into music. So like a lot of my favorite bands, if I could tour with them as a photographer or as a videographer or as one of their tech crew, that would be like, that's my next step. I get to travel and see the world. And I get to do the job I love. So that's the dream. at some point when when I when I'm sort of like done with Dubai, that'll be that'll be the next step, I think. That's amazing. Well well I used to I used to also want to do that. Well, I still want to, but the thing is with the COVID and how the world just changed, it's kind of I don't think too much as an option, as a viable option, at least now, because there's no tours, there's no concerts. At least I think in New Zealand they might be, and maybe somewhere yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen New Zealand have like festivals and things now, which is like really exciting. But I think I think the thing is like Corona's obviously stopped all of this. But what you got to think is as soon as this comes, when, when things calm down and everyone's back to normal, it's gonna kick off. Like mm -hmm. the amount of concerts, there's gonna be a concert every single night. There's gonna be a festival every yeah. weekend. They're gonna need people to work it. They're gonna need people to attend it, and I will be there. I will be there in any capacity and it's going to be amazing. That's amazing. It's going to be good. And do you want to be like a manager or what a videographer? I don't know. How, how do you would like to participate in that? I, the thing for me that I've always loved doing is vision mixing. So I don't know if you've seen like the big control rooms where someone's looking at like 10, 20 cameras and they're mm -hmm. sitting there yeah. controlling what goes on the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like I, I do that here at the moment for like the big concerts we have but yeah if i could do that touring with a band that would be my dream vision mixing but then if i can't do that photographer because i love shooting band photography like and it's been a long time since i have so i'm, I'm proper keen to get back at it it was amazing i i, I do it i did that a couple of times in a couple of concerts and it's so fucking amazing i don't know the fact of being in the front stage of being above everyone else <laughs> i don't know i've been having so many people <laughs> connected down. yeah i don't know it's 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 such an unfathomable situation 
and I miss it a lot. And I think that was like the dream job. And now, well, mm. I like working and making videos for clients and all of that. But still, I, I don't know. The end point is, is or YouTube or like you said, touring with, with bands and, and going all around the world, just being friends with people and enjoying life. But so cool. do you just do like random freelance projects and stuff? Yeah, that's what I do. I, I That's what I live from. Uh, I... Mm -hmm. do a bit of everything honestly sometimes clips for rappers or sometimes for brands creams and stuff like that you do some ads nowadays you think about it and every single company needs a video no matter what they need it and no and most of the companies that are starting they need the videos but they don't have the budget to do it so that's where you they, they don't take the big companies of production they go more for people like me that do everything for them from themselves and the budget is lower but it's simple to do and faster to do so that's more or less what i do <laughs> nice what's the what's like your the best project you worked on what's like your favorite thing like whether it's like the outcome of it the video being the best or the best company to work with well uh with clients for clients it was a dur festival so it was a festival uh in belgium uh, one of the biggest ones mm -hmm. and i was i had access for the five days uh everything was paid and I, I had access to the front stage and sometimes to the backstage with the djs and thinking like like just the image of having someone that you admire that you you've seen on the internet like the and you like the music to have it in front of you it's 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 nuts and that, that that felt great but i don't know i i've, I've preferred uh, i think uh, they're my personal projects they've they've marked marked me more like going to a country and and making a video about that or and i don't get paid by that for making by making that for now but that's what makes me come alive how, how does it feel to say yeah dubai I live in Dubai. That's where, like, the, the biggest tower. That, that's where I go to the mall <laughs> every week. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's when you stop and think about it like that, you are actually like, wow, this is actually mental. Mm -hmm. Like, but I'm sure everyone. Well, I don't know, but like, I'm sure I'll do it wherever country I live in or wherever I go to. Like, eventually, after spending like three or four years somewhere, you you know, like the, the craziest thing for me is like, I I drive my car to the local Starbucks where they know my name because I go there every day and I drive to work. I go to my normal job that is now normal to me. And then I go home or I go out with friends to a club that I've been to lots before. And it's just what I do. Do you know what I mean? You don't stop and think like, this is, this is unique or different because I'm not here on holiday. I've done this all before, but this is my life now. And so you're really 20 weird. fucking two. <laughs> That's nuts. Like you, you, that the thing that you just described, the thing that you do every single day, mm. is the literal dream of many people, yeah. and a dream that they will accomplish at thirty-five, maybe if they're lucky, and or they might never do it. And you're twenty-two, and you suddenly <laughs> that's your normal, and you say like, yeah, and I do get that that uh, it becomes normal and you stop appreciating by the through by the true value because you, you you stop realizing that's the nature of a brain that that's yeah. what happens even if you have the pyramid in front of you if you have it for every single day it becomes just the pyramid but if you like you said if you take a moment to listen to yourself to look at what you're looking and to to stop yourself from just going 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 it's it, it, anything can become crazy even like I think about it like 
yeah, it's my apartment. I made a video about that. It just, I just, it's called just an apple. That appreciating the small things by their true value. If you really look at them by their true value, but you can do it with anything. You can do it with your apartment, dude. I have a fucking roof over my head, and it's at my name. That's nuts. That's crazy. But some people a couple of years ago were living in the streets, killing people to live and survive, and and we don't need to do that. And it's important, I think, like you said, to to take a moment and breathe and look at what you have and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. this is cool. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's so much about like what you don't have at the time is what you want. Like if you, if you say like like your situation right now might be my dream situation, which is normal for you. But then if we swap, it might be my dream, and then your dream is mine. And mm-hmm. it, 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 like everything, like even me thinking about touring, the person whose job I would kill for might be bored shitless of their job now doing it every day mm-hmm. but do you know what I mean? it's, it's a really weird thing to think about like it's a never enough it, it, is. it's a cycle with without ending right you, you you you're just seeking for the next thing you're seeking for the new thing and you it's not healthy because it will never be enough <laughs> that's the thing you'll never get there yeah. and you're the proof of that you're in dubai and you're living the dream but naturally you forget you're in the bar you forget yeah, you're yeah. in front of the tallest tower and it's important to to stop because if you don't i think you probably will crash and die because you're seeking always for die. something else <laughs> <laughs> as Cybel said uh i'm 20 and a half of years and i'm still trying to deal with my tests that's normal and that's okay that's good this is what i mean as well is i think everyone is different like if uh, I think age is a load of shit as well. Like everyone thinks like, Oh, well, like when you, I've been very, very fortunate to do all this stuff so young. And like, sometimes I stop and I'm like, I've peaked. Where do I go from here? Like down. But like, whether you do it at 20 or 25 or 30 or 50, you're still achieving what you want to achieve. If you know what I mean? Like my goal, like some people's goal is to be where I am now, but I'm, my goal is somewhere different. So as long as everyone's always taking steps towards their, where they want to be, then at least yeah, if you if you're that. doing something, yeah, if you're moving, the the whole point of, of it, this is not to be faster than the other guy. It's not to be in front of the other guy. It's just to look at yourself and be like, okay, am I moving or not? Am I stagnant? If you're stagnant, you're probably dead. I, I felt that. I've been there, <laughs> and and I've I felt in depression when I wasn't doing anything because I was studying cinema and I wasn't learning anything. I wasn't doing YouTube. So I felt stagnant. And when you're in that situation, that's where you need to realize like, oh fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm literally not living. It doesn't matter if you live, if you're moving fast, if you're moving towards your goal or the country and you're doing bad things and you're learning from them. The thing is, if you're moving, that's all you need to be doing. If you're doing your test, like you're doing, well, it's a step to be, to be where you want to be, right? It's, it, there's not, it's not because you're doing your test and I'm moving to Dubai that my life is better in, than yours. There's it, there's no comparison. It's just one life and another life, and they're li- and everybody's living their own life. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I agree. I would like to start doing my job earlier so I can reach what I want earlier. I read like a robot, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if. Don't think about earlier. I know people, you want to have things happen early and to to have it now because 
you're not content with what you have now but it's more many people say it like when you have a goal in front of you and even if it's a long way the the goal the moment of the goal when you achieve it it doesn't exist it, it would last for a brief moment and will fade away and if you based all of your happiness in that moment in the moment where you achieve your goal you will feel happy for a brief little second and that's it and all of the other time you will just be miserable trying to achieve that goal you need to learn instead of that to be patient and to wait for that goal to work on that goal and to be happy doing that the work to get to that goal but yeah <laughs> amen <laughs> couldn't have said it by myself <laughs> Uh, guys, it's time for my boy Brad to tell us his pocket story. And looking at his life, I'm pretty sure it must be pretty amazing and he probably prepared it beforehand. <laughs> so, go ahead whenever you want. Yeah. I definitely didn't prepare. I completely forgot that you asked me to prepare a pocket story, but I had like a little thing while I've been talking. And I don't know why, but this tiny little story, which will take two seconds to tell, just popped into my head. And so like when, so after I did my first six month contract in Dubai, I went straight to India and I spent like six weeks in India traveling around, which was always my dream. Like since I've been like 13, my dream was to like travel the world and everything, but always specifically India. I just think it's like the most interesting place. The people are so interesting just the whole sort of raw vibe of it i was like this is sick i want to go there take pictures video it have a look around and just get involved and the very first day i got there so i flew like overnight really tired get to this like uh get to land in the airport get in this really dodgy little tuk tuk and i was like oh my god this is my life now like going along the road bumping around like well, what what is going on cows in the road this and i was like this is exactly what I wanted. This is great. And then I get to the, I get to the hotel and um, there's like some dodgy guy on a tuk-tuk. He's like, a, they, they obviously see that I'm a tourist and they're like, oh, I'll take you around for the day. I'll take you around. Like, give me however many rupees. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be your tour guide. I'll take you around everywhere you need to go and you'll have a good time. So I was like, uh, okay, I'll think about it. And he said something like, I don't know how many rupees, but it was the equivalent of like 10 pounds or mm -hmm. I don't know, like 12 euros or something. And I was like, for, he was like, for a whole day, I'll take you everywhere, get you food, everything. I was like, okay, whole day, 10 pounds done. So the very first place we went was, um, it was called the Red Temple in Delhi. And it, like the most stunning, amazing old school architecture, um, like really interesting to walk around had loads of attention on me because I was like a, a random white kid walking around India. And then, um, and then you get to the door and then you have to pay to get in. And it's like, um, there, there's literally, it says, uh, local resident price, tourist price, local resident price was like 50 rupees. And then it said tourist price, 800 rupees. I was like, what? this is a joke. How can you justify that? Like, and they were just completely like, this is what it is. They, no one was like trying to hide it or whatever and like scam you. It was pay 800 rupees. Like, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do it because I'm here. Um, very long-winded story to tell you. Basically, I come outside the Red Fort. Uh, I think it was called Red Fort, actually. So I come outside. I'm walking to find my guy with the tuk-tuk. And as I'm walking along, 
there's this random guy and he looks like seriously homeless. He didn't have a t-shirt on. He's just wearing like this cloth, like covering his legs. And he had this bag and there was three dogs around him barking. And he had this bag of raw chicken and he was chucking the raw chicken in the air. And these black birds, there was like a swarm of like 30 black birds, middle of the day, all swooping down to grab this raw chicken that he was just handing out a bag, chucking in the air, and these birds were going at it. And the dogs were trying to get the raw chicken, so he was kicking the dogs. I was like, what is going on? And literally, he kicked these three dogs, and he's screaming at these birds, chucking raw chicken in the air. And I was like, this is seriously cool. (laughs) This is like why I came to (laughs) India, to see the most (laughs) random shit of my life. I was like... This is the most random thing I have ever seen in my entire life, and I'll, I'll never forget it. So that's my um, that's my pocket story. <laughs> but he didn't talk with you. He didn't interact. He didn't throw a little chicken to your face. Anything? Oh no, that would have been nice. Maybe I should have asked him for some chicken and then see what happens. <laughs> hey, dude, you want, uh, can I grab some? <laughs> Do you yeah, mind? No, that was that, that was a situation where I was like, I got my picture. I got a little picture and put it on my Instagram, and I was like. This is mad. I'm glad I just ran away from him because, yeah, this that is was mad. Yeah, like, that's that's cool, honestly. Because most of my friends they come from Mexico, and they, Mexico is kind of it's kind of like India. Uh, there's rough path like that. There's poverty, and there's things that just the thing that you because you tell me like the craziest thing, and this is exactly why why you went to to India. And I think like this is what I used to see all the time in Mexico. <laughs> for, <laughs> me, became, yeah, for me, it became kind of the norm in Mexico, but I do get that mm. if you come from a background from London and, and or Europe in general, you don't usually see that. You, you can't, you, the thing that you see the most is crazy people in the streets, but that's it. Uh, or gypsies yeah. sometimes, but that's, that's another thing. Uh, but I do get that, that it must be a really uh, mm. cultural clash or uh, to to go to india and to see what discomfort is to see what riding on a road made of literally uh stones is instead of a perfectly curved road you know like this (laughs) discomfort and 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 it's it's cool that uh, how old were you when you went to to i was 18 i think no uh, 18 19 something like that so so especially like being and i'd never i'd literally never traveled outside of Europe and like two or three countries. I think I'd been to Spain, France, um, and Belgium, and that was it. And then I was like, and then I went to Dubai, which was obviously a huge contrast. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I want more. I just want something completely different. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd, I've always wanted it since like 12, 13. I was like, I, I need to go to India. And just like the stark contrast between London and India. I love it. Like I'll definitely go back to India anytime. I get Love it. And really I, I get that perfectly, like, perfectly. Like when, when I talk to people that are here that haven't left Europe in general, they, I, I know that they don't get it. I know that they haven't seen what it really is to, to, to have to be sleeping in a house in the middle of the jungle with naked people, and to be that the norm. To be to see people that are starving and or people that are getting killed in the streets and that be the norm. Uh, there's a level of comfort in Europe and I don't know if in the US, but at least in Europe and the in the UK that when, uh, as you experience, when you go to India or to some East country or in Latin America, it's so contrasted. And 
the thing, the funny thing is, you you would think that they're less happy because they have left less uh, less than you, but it's the country. I I, I personally think that it's totally the country. Uh, they're they they're happier with what they have, and they're way more joyful compared to the people here because I don't yeah, know they, I, they I manage to like, appreciate I, what they have. I wish I could do that. If if like if I could appreciate having that little, but. <laughs> It's hard because we've always, like, like me being in London, I've always had, like, the luxury of a, a nice house and, like, going into London and doing activities and, and having food and, and everything. Whereas the stark contrast of going there and then we visited, like, um, like an orphanage and, uh, like, some projects of, like, building houses and uh, helping the local community and things. And just seeing that and you're, like, it, it's crazy. Like, even there used to be loads of little kids that would run up and try and take a picture with you and then, like, be like, money, money. And then I'd give them the equivalent of, like, a pound, which is, like, nothing to me. And they're like, oh, my God, this is insane. Like, and, like, they run and show their parents, like, look what happened. And you're like, this is crazy. Like, this, it's just, yeah, it's just different people, different lives. It's, it's mad. It's all about perspective, right? Like, you need yeah, to, exactly. to, to just learn to appreciate what you have and to realize what the a life could be because we're here we have a roof we have internet we have everything that mm. we need we get paid properly here and we probably will be like this our whole life because we're lucky we're so lucky to have this yeah so but, lucky but there's it's not like this everywhere it's there's countries like india and other countries where life is not as easy and when you when you see that like you did your perspective can change and that's a good thing i would recommend it to anyone yeah yeah it's, it's like eye-opening as well like obviously i've only ever seen especially the, the 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 best thing was going straight from dubai to india like the height of luxury where everything's hyper clean and then you go to these streets where it's just like shit in the road everywhere cows going backwards and forwards and it was just like this. You don't believe the two places can be like a four-hour plane ride away mm. from each other, where mm. you've got people who are the richest in the world, and and then people living like sleeping sleeping in the middle of the road. That one was like a shock for me as well. In between like motorways, people sleeping in the middle of the road. Like, but the sheer girth of your balls to to decide to move to <laughs> to I don't know to Dubai and IT and yeah. then be like yeah I, I've been here I can go to India to fucking <laughs> India it's one of I don't know it's I don't know if it's dangerous or not but I I know that it's a big deal to go to India and to mm. to prepare a, a trip to India so damn respect <laughs> thanks <laughs> If you want, I can tell you a pocket story so you don't feel like you haven't heard anything this during this yes, please. Uh, podcast. Okay, cool. So, this Ooh. story happens in Spain. I went to visit one of my best friends in Spain. I was there for like a weekend. And during that weekend, we, now, we went out the three days. And he's a pretty rich guy. So, you can expect that he goes to the biggest clubs in um, in Spain and I'm not the biggest fan of clubs but I can enjoy them if I'm in the mood so I went there and the, the first two nights I didn't get any girls because I'm not a fuckboy I don't I'm not that good at getting girls in the clubs I don't know I don't love the interaction <laughs> but um, the third night 
I got shit face and I was in the biggest club in um in Spain in 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 Madrid. It was called El Capital, I think, something like that, and it was eight uh floors of club. It was stupidly big. It was so crazy. But we went there, I was shit face and I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to make a tour during uh in the club. I'm going to go find some girls." Suddenly, I forget everything and suddenly I'm with a girl and I'm dancing with her and I'm like, whoa, this is cool. <laughs> I don't know how I got here, but cool. So I'm dancing with her and I'm super drunk. She's super drunk and we started kissing and it, it was pretty cool. Um, but suddenly we, we, we started leaning <laughs> into a wall and kissing there. But the problem was that wall wasn't actually a wall. It was a door. And it was one up that you pushed. So we were there kissing, like, blah, 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 super drunk. And suddenly the door opens and we start falling. And we're like, ah! And we start falling outside the club. And we were outside the club and we're like, what happened? We were inside the club just a second ago. What happened? And a bouncer took us and we were like, your girl is too drunk. You have to leave. And I was like, oh, God damn it. So which I was like, so, hypocr so hypocrite. I was like, yeah, she's super drunk. <laughs> we need to take her out. So I went out with her for like 15 minutes to cool her off. She was American and she was kind of... She was really cute, but uh, she was really aggressive. I don't know why. She 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 didn't stop slapping me for some reason. I was like telling her she's a nice person and the uh, stuff like that, and she kept on slapping me. And I was like, I'm too drunk to deal with this. But I was like, okay, she's hot enough to deal with this. So we went into the club again, and we were upstairs into our our table, and we started making out there. But suddenly, the the worst thing happened apart from the fact that she ripped my whole lip off i i uh, my whole lip my my lip she was biting me so hard that my lip was bleeding it was horrible but eh, it was kind of sexy <laughs> but um <laughs> the final thing that happened it was the it was horrible suddenly i was kissing with her and i take her off i i push her a little to to just watch her and she has blood in her face and i was like no what is happening no. now? And it wasn't her blood. I was starting to, to, to bleed from my nose and she had blood in her face. And I was like, no. Oh my God. <laughs> and as you can imagine, I was drunk. So I was like, hey, oh, oh shit. And I just took the blood off like, with my hand. Like I just blew <laughs> it up and I was like, hey, you go find your friends and I go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I just <laughs> left. And I never seen her again. <laughs> oh, she could have been into it. It might, it might have all worked out. I'm pretty sure she wasn't into it. <laughs> because no, maybe uh, not blood down your face. Oh my god, it was. I, I like in the moment I didn't really think too much about it, but then I mm. realized like, holy fuck, that's disgusting. Oh my god, that's a horrible experience from myself. But uh, but yeah. That that's my pocket nice. story. <laughs> Brilliant, <laughs> quite a contrast. <laughs> yeah, it's not like go I'm going to India and I discover the profound meaning of life. Yeah, you almost <laughs> now led all over someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, guys. That's the end of this episode of Pocket Stories. Thank you, Brad, for coming to this podcast. It was a pleasure meeting you. Honestly, I feel like if I do go to Dubai, I have a friend to count on there. So thank you for coming here. 
Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, any time when you come over, because I'm sure it's definitely going to happen. When you come, give me a shout, and then we we meet up. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, my pleasure. I will buy you a beer. I don't drink, but I can make you drink. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I, I'll, I'll drink for you. I drink enough for both of us. That's the fucking vibe. I like it. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> go follow Brad in YouTube. He's called Leader of No One. He's also in Instagram, putting sick ass photos of Dubai. So go watch it here. And thank you, Brad, for being here. Thank you guys for listening to Pocket Stories. Um, voila. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>